Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Links to Messiah podcast, where we are passionate about teaching our children all about the connections between the Old and New Testament. I'm your host, Rachel Links Kushner, also known as the Chief Enthusiasm Officer of Links to Messiah. I'm so thrilled to have you join us today. Come along and learn how your family and children can grow in their faith as you discover the beautiful links that God reveals throughout Scripture about the history of His people and His Son, Jesus, our Messiah. Welcome. This is my friend, Elaine Briefman, if I'm saying that correct. Okay, very good. And I was looking at your several things about you. Your I love the signature of your email of how you sign it, Shepherd, Author, Speaker. I love that so much. And I was looking on your website, Fishing for Truth, that you are helping Christian leaders become more than conquerors. Love yes. that. Yes. And you have courses and videos and books and coaching and you speak and you have a <laughs> YouTube channel. And I was like, she does it all. <laughs> now, what I was trying to remember is where you and I met. I feel like we had a connection through Stu McLaren's membership. Maybe. That, that's possible. And it, yes, that's possible because I did take his membership training program. Okay. So I think we actually met like on maybe one of those Zoom calls that he does, those breakout sessions or whatever. I can't remember. I just remember seeing all of your things and feeling a connection to you as a sister in Christ. Yeah. So let's just dive right in. Let's, let me just start asking you some questions. Links to Messiah is really all about um, anchoring family's faith our New Testament faith with Old Testament traditions. So I want our listeners to learn from you today. And I want to ask you, why do you think it's important that we introduce children to the Old Testament as a foundation for their lifelong relationship with Jesus? Oh, my goodness. I really believe that in order to understand what Jesus spoke about in the New Testament, that you have to understand the Old Testament to understand why they were doing what they were doing, why they said what they said, how he fulfills the prophecy. If you don't know the prophecies, then you don't understand the value of him fulfilling the prophecies. And just last weekend, I did a sermon on communion and I walked the people through the Passover in Egypt and how Seder was instituted at that time. And then when Jesus was uh, doing the last supper, it was actually the Seder meal that they were having And then I talked to them about breaking the matzah, right? The breaking of the matzah and then him wrapping half of it in linen. And what was going through his mind as he he wrapped that linen? What do you think was going through his mind? And as he tucked it away for the three cups, right? And thinking, if you don't understand the history, that, that would have literal no meaning. And it was fun for me because I'm preaching to a congregation that have very little understanding of yeah. Judaism and their practices. Mm-hmm. And it was, most of them were crying by the time I got to the place where we were serving communion because mm-hmm. they understood so much about the history of the people and, and what that moment was for him when he's breaking the bread and saying, this is my body mm-hmm. and understanding what that meant for them. And then I walked mm-hmm. them through the, the crucifixion scene and then we took communion. And mm-hmm. the, the power behind that was immense simply because of the history of the Old Testament. Yeah. 
power when you when as you were describing it that was I said to myself that is so powerful <laughs> and then the next word out of your mouth was power yes it's so powerful it's so significant the breaking of that matzah is and then like you said wrapping it in linen and then as a part of the seder that's called the afikoman right and it is buried and hidden and then the kids get to go look for it right that's all part of the seder but it's taken with that third cup at the seder which is the cup of redemption it is so powerful so meaningful and i think you're right in stating once you understand the history the background the cultural religious context of it it means so much more it It means so much more and when I was younger, there was there was a, a Jewish believer that came to my church and sat out the Seder meal. And, and I was really young and I was yeah. trying to track with him, but he's just going on and on. He's so excited. And he, I remember clearly he looked at the congregation and he's like, why aren't you guys excited about this? And I remember feeling wow. the hurt that he had that we just didn't get it. And yet mm. for him, there was so much joy out of understanding mm. how all this stuff tied together to Messiah. Yeah. Wow. You remember that from a kid. You remember that feeling. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) How have you like in your own walk with the Lord? I know you just explained about Passover, but how have you witnessed any spiritual growth or deeper understanding because of learning about the Old Testament and its connection to Jesus? It probably was literally just a few years ago, which is embarrassing for me to say no, that, it's not. that when Jesus said, you've heard in the scripture and realizing, okay, the whole new Testament wasn't even written when Jesus was alive. Right. So when he refers to scripture, every single time he refers to scripture, he's referring to the old Testament. I thought if I really want to understand Jesus, I really want to understand what he's thinking, why he's thinking, why he's quoting these things that he does, then I need to do a better job of reading the old Testament to understand it rather than just to say, I read it. Yeah. So that was a pursuit of yours. You just, you wanted to learn that. How did you go about doing that? I I decided to start reading the Bible through every year. And I I started, I think in like around Easter time for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And if you read five chapters a day and you miss some, you can read through the whole Bible in a year. And I just really thought I need to know what's in there. Like, I need to know what's in there. I I just personally need to know. And it's been about five years. And there was a lady who I read a book of hers one time and she went to a church where nobody talked. There was no preaching. There was no music. There wasn't like they they just went in there and they all waited for the Holy Spirit to move. And nobody said anything until the Holy Spirit moved somebody. And Mm. she felt guilty because the Holy Spirit never said anything to her. So she never got to stand up and say anything. And as a teenager, she was invited to a house for a Bible study and they read the Bible, but like in their homes and stuff, but at church, they never did anything like that. So she goes to this Bible study. She's so intrigued. And she's like, Hmm. you can actually study the Bible. And they're like, yeah. And she said, wow, I'm actually going to, I'm going to read my Bible to find out what it says about who God is. Wow. And and most of us read the Bible to find out what we're supposed to do. Yes. Good distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, I want to go find out who God is. And if you believe Jesus and God are one, then they, you, you, you can't just chuck the Old Testament. You know? Wow. That's a great story. Now, I'm also so curious, as you went on your journey, do you remember or can you recall some of the Old Testament prophecies that were meaningful for you or like when you had a an aha moment of some kind or anything like that? 
Um, when it, the first thing that comes to mind is not necessarily about a prophecy, but it's about the 23rd Psalm. Okay. And there was a time when I was really wanting to draw closer to God. And I said, all right, I need to go for a walk. And I went to this lake and I thought, I'm just going to quote as many scriptures that I can from memory. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to vi- ask God to show me what they mean for me. Mm-hmm. And so the 23rd Psalm, and I'm just reciting and I'm walking along the edge of the lake and I come to this, the phrase, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And immediately I see myself in front of this long table and Jesus walks up and he has this red tablecloth and he throws it over the table and in front of the sea of people and just, and it just made me weep. I thought Jesus is actually going to prepare a table Hmm. before me in the Hmm. presence of my enemies. And it did. It just profoundly changed me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that. I feel the goosebumps on my body. (laughs) What a beautiful visual picture he gave you in that moment and so personalized to what you needed in that moment for whatever reason. That was something you needed. Mm -hmm. So can you explain from your experience, like how teaching our children about the Old Testament stories and characters can help them better understand Jesus and his teachings? That's really a a great question. I think if you understand the, the recurring theme of redemption throughout yeah. the Old Testament and that God is continually calling his people and he, he calls them and he calls them. And then when he gets frustrated, he's like, all right, then I'm going to do this. And so a lot of times people say God is just mean all the way through the Bible, it, but it's a constant message of follow me and I will redeem you, follow me and I'll redeem you. And then when you understand that, when Jesus pays that price, you get a more, a deeper picture of really God's heart in that redemptive process that once and for all it's done. And when you look at that history, so as far as teaching it to children, really, I think it's understanding the heart of the father in the, in those stories that they're, God has given people these opportunities over and over again. That's his heart. He wants good things for them. Mm. And that Jesus actually is the culmination of all of that, that he gives his only son to be able to fulfill that, that, expectation for eternity. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably a little more complicated than kids, but <laughs> no, but, but I think kids can understand a theme that mm-hmm. is repeated and the redemption theme is repeated again and again in the old Testament. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that gets overlooked, maybe not by everybody, but sometimes it's overlooked, right? Because we're maybe cherry picking or, you know, yeah, we take the little tiny little stories and we took this one little story and what did yes. that guy learn at that time? But when right. you step back and you say, here's a complete, here's a complete picture of this God who, who gives and gives and serves and saves and does wild things for people. And, and that's an overarching theme, right? Exactly. Yes. Hey friends, I am interrupting this podcast for just a quick moment. I wanted to let you know that we have a lot of free resources available for you over at linkstomessiah.com. If you click on the resources tab, you're going to find a lot of goodies. We have a blog and we have a story time where I love to read some wonderful books out loud for your children. And we always have seasonal free activities. So head on over to linkstomessiah.com. You can check out all the goodies. You can also easily hop over there by looking at the show notes. And now back to the Links to Messiah podcast. 
So do you have any like personal experience with any uh, Jewish holidays or traditions? I know you explained the Seder, but I'm just curious if you have any other experiences with that. I did actually attend a Messianic synagogue in Sacramento, you California. Did? Yes, for no about kidding. two and a half years. No, I'm not kidding. Wow. Um, Tell me about it. It was really intriguing. I had a relationship huh? with someone who was Jewish and had been converted, but was really struggling in a lot of ways. And I thought, what can I do? And I, and it was an mm. hour drive one way to get to oh, this, this wow. synagogue. And I worked on Saturdays. So I was a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I'm actually seeing clients and driving and then coming back and seeing clients because some people could only come on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving down there and I am a female pastor, which is unique in and of itself. Right. Right. And I'm driving to a messianic synagogue and I'm like, this is just like the craziest thing I've ever done. And the funny right. thing is, at that moment, the song that Lauren Daigle sings that's called Losing My Religion came yes. on. Oh, oh, I know that's the yeah. time. And I'm thinking, maybe I need to lose my religion. Maybe I need to go and meet with people. And I walked in the most mm. beautiful thing about that experience was the fact that I walked into this building and the, the rabbi got up and he says, we are not here to be blessed by God. We are here to bless God and, and let us bless God. And he did that every single Shabbat. And I knew that I found a people who re revered God and honored God, but also brought Jesus into everything that they did. Yes. And, and so I participated in some Sukkot. We had, we did a tent camp out. Yeah. So two, two years I did that. And, and we did, I did Seder one year and then there was another something that I did, and I can't remember what it was. But all That's I know is that they brought the challah, and it was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> for, for a while, I tried to go to, I forget what it's called, but on Friday night, they'd had a Friday night like gathering. Uh huh. Where they'd bring the challah, and they'd bring, and we'd all sit and have a meal. And, yeah, yeah, Shabbat dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's Shabbat dinner is where you had your challah. <laughs> yes, it was so it's, good. Oh, it's so tasty. So yeah. full of so many carbohydrates, but I just love it. <laughs> but well um, worth it. Oh, it's worth it. Absolutely. T tell me a little bit more about your experience with Sukkot. And the reason I ask that is the last box that Links to Messiah just had for kiddos was for Sukkot. Hmm. And so the kids got to make a little sukkah, like a mini hut, a temporary dwelling from the box, the actual box. And they decorated oh, nice. it and did all the things. Yeah, it's so fun. What was your experience like sitting in a sukkah? I think for me, it was taking it from a book and making it real. Yeah. Right? Because prior to that, it was just a story in a book and you, and you glaze over it. They did the thing, right? And this is what they do. Right. And then, But now when I read it and I see they, they actually went and built something and lived in it intentionally to remind themselves of something. And as as a poor Protestant, we don't do that well. We don't bring the Bible to life as well as I think they did. Yeah. I love Sukkot. I love the idea of eating under the stars, being like crammed in a small space with your friends and you got a sweater and you're, I don't know. It's just such sweet memories. Yeah. Okay. Let me just ask you one final question. So what are some practical ways that you think parents or educators, grandparents, whoever it may be, can incorporate some of these Old Testament lessons and stories into a child's upbringing? I think the best way is to share your own personal journey, mm. to talk about what they mean to you, 
and your own spiritual journey and the value, because as it comes from the heart, the, the child will, re- they'll, they'll, they'll understand that they'll receive that. And they'll remember a story that you tell about yourself more yes. so than they're going to tell you something. I mean, remember something that's theoretical, sure. but if, if you can truly relate it to your own personal journey with Christ, it's going to hold a lot of value. I agree. That is a that is an excellent tip because so many times I will sit under somebody's incredible teaching and then I'm asked later, oh, what was the highlight or what do you remember about it? And of course, nothing comes to mind. But if a story has been told, I remember the story and how it relates. And then I can remember the other points or at least maybe one yes. or two of them. That yeah, go you, along it, it. it helps you remember, right? Yeah. yeah, good visual pictures. I think that's how we learn. I'll, I'll keep it brief, Elaine, but I thank you so very much just for your willingness to do this as a, a, a newer friend. And that means a lot to me that you trust me enough to do yes, this. So yes. I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Links to Messiah podcast family. Your support means the world to us and your feedback and engagement keep us going strong. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's continue growing this incredible community together. Until next week, keep reading the Bible to your children keep their curiosity burning, and keep coming back for more tips to anchor your child's faith to Jesus, our Messiah. This is your host, Rachel Links Kushner, signing off with a big smile and a heart full of gratitude.